We've been talking about Design Master for the past couple of weeks. So we want to talk to you about when do you want to use the Design Master spray? Do you spray it before? Do you spray it after? Jesse, what, when do you spray your flowers? I tend to spray before I cut my petals. So I will prepare my paper and then spray the length of the paper, usually to create an ombre effect. Mm-hmm. It's not often that I do it after, but it depends on the flower. What about you? I've done both. I really love spraying it a little bit before, just a really light color. And then when I finish doing the paper flower, I take a look at it again and see how I can shift it to a different color or make it the edges a little bit more intensify. And that I think that's the key part is like when you do spray it, you're going to spray it on the outer rim and not so much the inner. Well, the great thing about the color sprays is that it's so easy to control. So whether you spray it before or you spray it after, it you know it just depends on your method. And you talked about retouching old flowers as well. Yes. Giving life to it. Fantastic way of using that color. It really does just pump it up. Yeah. Especially I know over time, crepe paper will fade. And so just giving it an extra life, just kind of like a facelift, give it a little <laughs> bit more fun and color. <laughs> or if you're tired with that color, you know, change it up with another spray. So much. Absolutely. Great ideas. I mean, the final reason that I generally will use the spray over other coloring techniques is when I have to make flowers in a large volume. Just so quick. Just spray it and there's the color as opposed to dyeing or, you know, doing things one by one. The sprays are just so versatile that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially if the client at the last minute says, oh, I really don't like that pink at all. You can shift it to a lighter color or a darker pink. So really easy and handy to have. So find more at www.dmcolor.com to find out the full lines of colors and where to purchase it. Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Nguyen. I'm Jesse Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Florist Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk. This episode is brought to you by Design Master, the color design resource specializing in providing color solutions to florists and artists. Their sprays are versatile on numerous surfaces. Try using it on fresh flowers, fabrics, ribbon, tule, lace, paper, foam board, you name it. Why do we love it? It's quick drying and light, their sprays are easy to use, and they're an essential coloring tool for us. Find out more about their color products and where to buy them on their website at www.dmcolor.com. Hi, everybody. This is episode number 17. I'm with Alicia Sweetie of Flirty Fleur today. And Jesse and I are so excited to talk to her about her business and how you can actually work with a fresh flower floor. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Quinn. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing? It's been a while since the master class. It feels like it was years ago already to me. <laughs> <laughs> much has happened. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just looking at the pictures yesterday though. So that was fun. Yeah. Caroline Tran and Kelly Lemon did such an amazing job documenting the whole four days of masterclass. I hope one day we'll be able to do it again. And it'll be so exciting to have like a reunion of all the teachers and more teachers. Cause I feel like even now we have more and more students that are becoming instructors and they're getting better and better. It's been amazing to like, we just talked to Jasmine Singh from Korea just a few weeks ago. Oh, gee. Is just a firecracker. She is blowing up in Korea and actually Southeast Asia too. So it's been really exciting to see her career just go crazy. That's awesome. She has so much fun. That's great news. 
Yeah. One of the reasons why we like teaching to see our students excel like that. It's a pretty good feeling. Yeah. You must get a lot of students because how long have you been actually teaching, Alicia? Well, since I moved to Washington, I started teaching here in 2014, but I actually started teaching in Denver around, oh, probably 2009 or 10. So, oh my gosh, about almost 10 years now. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So what are your, some of your star students that taking your class and you've seen them rise? Oh my goodness. What was it? 2015, Amy from Gather, she was a full-time lawyer at the time and started taking a few classes just to be artistic. And now she's a full-time high-end wedding florist here in Seattle. And she keeps winning the annual Seattle Bride Magazine Florist of the Year. I mean, yeah. she's just... That's really amazing. Cool. She is so amazing. I really want her to get on the podcast here. She, <laughs> yeah, she's just fun. She's she such is. a good, fun person to hang out with. Mm-hmm. She's so smart and I love the way she's built her business. It's been mm-hmm. super fun to watch. So pretty. So the one reason why we really want you to be on this podcast is because you've worked with Paper Flowers and we did a style shoot together just last year and with Kelly Lemon as a photographer. And we also had Kita Horn come in too to talk about how to implement Paper Flowers into a fresh flower arrangement. So we want to have other Paper Flowers explore this avenue because it's such a great partnership because I feel like with paper flowers, you actually get certain types of blooms, certain type of colors, certain type of stages of bloom that your client might want that you're not readily available to get. How would a paper florist work with you on getting a partnership set up or how would they, what kind of information do they need to get to you to make them aware that they are available and is an avenue for a fresh florist to order from? I think start by reaching out to fresh florist. I know when I first met you and you talked about paper flowers, I know I was at a loss. I'm like, you you do what? what? What's a paper flower? And what does it look like? And I really had no idea. And then, and it worked out really well for us here in Seattle because we have the florist group and you joined that. And that made such a difference for all the fresh floors to actually physically see what you were doing. So I think it's really important to get the paper flowers in front of the fresh floor so they can actually see the quality and how lifelike it is. Because they may think at first, like, paper flowers, how realistic is this going to be? So you've got to show them. And I think you probably brought... Oh, and then you actually had taken one of my classes because you were making a bridal bouquet and you brought some of the flowers with you. And it was so fun to see how you were going to incorporate with the fresh flowers and foliages and add in a few paper. That was really eye-opening to me. So getting in front of florists and be ready for them to be very hesitant at first, but you got to show them what you can do. Yeah. And I think the really important thing is be flexible and keep trying because the more that, yeah, keep trying and you'll find that perfect match. And I felt like it was, it was really fun because when I joined the Flower Power group meeting in Seattle and I was able to bring like my dahlias and just kind of show it to them and pass it around to like 30 florists at one time. They can actually see, touch it. I mean, look at it in depth and because you want them to look at it because it's going to be going into their order and you want to make sure that's exactly. the right way. So just showing your wide range of talents great. I do really wonder how many cities do have flower groups like we have here in Seattle. Flower power has been great to bring everybody together. And I hope every city has that option. I know. It's been really wonderful. I, I feel like I have to admit flower people are just amazing. Amazing. They just have this, <laughs> they just have this great quality and they're so friendly and they're just so open to meeting people and mm-hmm. getting 
people, which has been really wonderful. So Alicia, can I ask you from your perspective as a florist, what might be the advantages of partnering with a paper florist to work on, let's say a wedding or just an arrangement or an event? I really keep thinking the key is that you can make flowers that are could be out of season. Like the peonies have such a short window. We're looking at like a two month window of them blooming and yet brides want them in August and September. So <laughs> to have paper for that is just so helpful. Also ranunculus, anemones, all of those flowers that are actually much more spring flowers, but mm-hmm. the weddings take place in late summer. It would just be a great way to have the paper ones as an option. And they're so realistic looking that I show people the bridal bouquet. I did it the photo shoot with Quinn and Kita and everybody else. And nobody can tell the difference of what's fresh and what is paper. So I think that's a great option to offer to florists. Definitely. And it was so much fun working with the both of you. Just seeing the different styles that both of you have and be able to pull that together has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, since I wasn't there at the photo shoot, <laughs> how, did you guys, how did you guys coordinate, let's say, color? Um, You know what we did? The three of us, Kita, the other floral designer and Quinn and I went to the flower market together. So that was huge. Uh, Quinn brought some of her paper flowers with her and Kita and I had ideas. So we just shopped the floor together and pulled in fresh flowers that would go with what she already had. And we picked out the foliages too that would work with it all. But it, it was key to everybody come together and make it cohesive. Yes. Yeah. Would it work, let's say, hypothetically, the it was the florists who wanted let's say peonies, but they already have a color palette in place. Would it work hypothetically if, let's say, I sent you uh, a swatch of the colors that I'm thinking that might work? Or you can refer to like Pantone colors or something so that the paper florist can work with that. Assuming you can't get together, it's not an ideal situation. It's long distance, yeah, which happens a lot. I would think if you could send Pantone colors, even like ribbon swatches. I know like when I meet with brides, then they show me the braids made stress egg take a ribbon sample to match the color so that I can have that in their folder. I would think you could do something similar to that where send each other little samples, maybe even like from the peony, one petal back and forth or so just to make sure the colors are the same. Because we all know that you can take pictures and you can send it online, but the monitors and the cameras can change the color of it. Exactly. So seeing yeah. it in person is going to help a ton. And working way in advance. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I can only imagine the florists. I mean, in the end, they're putting the arrangement together. It's in a way they're, you know, their whole product. They want that to look beautiful. And if the paper flowers, for whatever reason, the colors are off or the size is off, it would be difficult for you to deliver your promise to the bride in terms of what the arrangement of bouquet would look like. And also if a paper florist is sending you like stems, how long do you want the stems to be, be able to work it into your arrangement? I would think a minimum of 12 inches Mm -hmm. minimum and even if it's like just a smidgen longer even 13 or 14 that would be great and actually um, here at Seattle Wholesale Growers Market sometimes I'll actually take my fresh dahlias down there to sell and they require a 15 inch stem to be able to place it on the flower flower market floor so maybe that would translate as well for paper floors to plan on 15 inches just to Mm -hmm. be safe that's a really good tip right there Mm -hmm. because I would say every paper floor 
floors, I mean, every fresh flower floors will have wire cutters because they yeah. also work with um, wire gauges. So they know how to work with it. I think that's really, really important. And would you want foliages on the stem or do you want just the flower head? I just as well have only the flower. Most likely I'm going to be making a base of fresh foliage. And so I'm going to work that flower into it. So I almost think that adding on the paper leaves would are just going to be more time consuming for you. And it may very well just get removed anyway. Like when I get in fresh flowers, I clean almost the entire stem down to nothing. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Lately, we've got brides who look at Pinterest and they love the greenery. They love all of that. And they say, you know, I want a lot of greenery. Great. But they don't necessarily understand the the labor intensiveness of it and also the cost on our end. That said, I also am aware that for florists, greeneries are not necessarily inexpensive either. So... In a so I what I've done in the past is I've suggested to them can you maybe reach out to the florist that to a florist in the local area mm-hmm. um, ask them about working with me or working with them to get either foliage or to buy foliage from them because they may have wholesale pricing so that they can use the foliage either from like the bouquet or in a one particular situation for garlands because mm-hmm. you know garlands with they love garlands all over the place and it is beautiful yes. but for us it's just not cost effective time effective at all to make it out of paper. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to refer to a florist. How, I mean, my, what I can't answer for them is really a pricing issue because I don't know how much it would cost. All I know is what it would cost me would be something that they would never want to pay. So, you know, if I was to send you a client that had this, you know, this issue, how would you go about addressing these concerns with them? Well, I do think that's a great idea because I can't imagine being a paper florist and making a 25 foot garland of all foliage. That does not sound fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even really fun to make a 25 foot garland out of fresh. I think that's a great idea. I would say probably almost better off to go to a flower shop that you walk into because they're usually willing to take smaller orders. Going to a wedding florist specialist like myself, people typically have minimums in or in place. So they may not be as willing to work with the with the bride unless you, the paper florist, already have somebody you work with and you're referring to that person. But otherwise I think go to a flower shop, probably much more likely to get what you want and smaller quality quantities work. So do that or look online to see about buying something wholesale. There's plenty of websites where you can order garlic right now because garlands are the in thing for sure. So I do think that's a great idea. I I cannot imagine how much it would cost to have a garland made out of paper and how much time it would take you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is why we're like, this is the perfect partnership. (laughs) That is a perfect partnership because also what are you going to do with a garland after the wedding? It's going to go into the compost heap. So they're not going to keep a paper one. Anything in paper, I think you're doing it so you can keep it and you can mm-hmm. maybe put in some type of display in your house. So it makes perfect sense for bouquets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Garland's not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tw- at least 25 feet. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I can't imagine how many hours that would take. <laughs> oh yeah. Crazy amount. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like having flashbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> To like, <laughs> you need to hire like your whole family. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. You have neighbors, friends. I will. 
(laughs) I'm not coming over to help with that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. I love it. I think you made a good point though about, you know, that there are different types of florists that specialize in different types of events or weddings, big or small. I think that's a lot of things that that's something that we paper florists don't really think about. We just think about, oh, somebody who can put fresh flowers together. But I think you're right in terms of for us to be able to point our clients the right direction, we also need to know your roles and what specific, yeah, what specific roles um, you you might have in the industry. Mm -hmm. I think developing relationship with your fresh florist that's in your local area, there's so much advantage to having that. Just being able to like in a pinch, she can reach out to you saying, hey, I need a red peony. Can you make something for me for X, Y, wedding or having going to a florist and saying, I need foliages. And even if you're in a pinch, you can ask them if like you have like any salal or any Italian ruscus, just a few stems because sometimes we go to a wholesale, you have to buy a whole bunch Mm -hmm. and you don't need that much. And so having that florist friend that you can say, Hey, I know you're doing a wedding. By any chance, can I buy a couple stems from you? Cause that's all I need. (laughs) It's always a great benefit to have. (laughs) I totally agree. Gotta build relationships with the local florist and get to know them. And that makes perfect sense. You only need a few stems and don't need, what is allowed come in 25 stems to the bunch, I think. Yeah. And you always have this extra leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question for both of you, because I know that later in October, Quinn's going to be, uh, both of you actually are going to be flying down to LA to host a workshop together. I know Quinn has in the past worked with florists, a local florist and Rachel, right? Rachel, that was her name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after floral. And I know that you guys had a joint workshop where you taught the students how to make a peony. And then Rachel taught the students how to make a floral arrangement and incorporate that peony into that arrangement. And I'd seen pictures of it and it just seemed like the students had such a wonderful time. So now, I mean, my question to you is, I know you and Alicia are going to be partnering up for a similar type of workshop. What was that discussion like? You know, how did you guys decide to come together and run this workshop together? Well, first of all, Alicia is one of the most amazing fresh flower instructors that I know of. I love her calming presence. She has the perfect instructor persona. And whenever I'm around her, when I'm scattered brain, when I talk to her, I'm like, I just calm down and I talk slower because I'm really a high energetic person. You just, she's like the eye of the storm for me. She's just calm down. <laughs> I just your voice is so soothing Alicia it's so like meditative it's like (laughs) it does slow us down I know (laughs) (laughs) which I love and I knew it was one of my goals is like I want to do a workshop with Alicia because she is so amazingly talented and for her to come to for us to like be working together has really made me feel like really proud of myself because (laughs) got this caliber and I'm like oh I'm finally reaching to that caliber too (laughs) and I just want to be able to like showcase my paper flowers in such a different and unique way. And I just love that we have this partnership that's going to be happening in October in Los Angeles. So did you reach out to her or did Alicia reach out to you? Or was this just something you guys were discussing? I don't know, in the masterclass, you're like, oh, it would be perfect if we could do a workshop together. I don't think we even thought about it at the masterclass. It came afterwards. I think actually Caroline brought it up to me. That's how it first started. When we were at the masterclass, I had so much fun getting to know her. I've followed her 
followed her photography work for years and she mentioned it. And then I think I went to Quinn and said, well, what do you, what do you think about this idea of LA? And you, Darby, you've been to her studio a few times and said how fun and artistic and inspiring it is. So the wheels just started turning, but I actually believe it was Carolyn who first brought it up that she wanted to do more with us and just the different things we were talking about doing. Yeah. So, yeah, so is so. Caroline Tran. Is she going to be taking photos for the students? Yes. Oh, yes. that's going to be beautiful. I love her, her work. She is so, her energy is so fun. So that she too, yes. To lead a presentation to share with the students how to photograph their work with their phones, which is so amazing that she'll do that. And then she's going to photograph all of our designs and all of our work at the workshop. So really, so fun. really excited. I, like I said, I've followed her for years. So it's really fun to think she'll be photographing it all. So neither one of you really answered my questions, but <laughs> from what you're telling me, it seems like because there is an existing relationship between yeah. you two where you guys have worked with each other in the past or have communicated in the past that it just came naturally this, this idea that yeah of course we're going to work together and bring your A-games to a workshop Quinn would teach paper flowers and Alicia would teach you know fresh flowers and Caroline Tran would be in there too and then we're going to co-teach the installations which yeah. Quinn has ah. background mm-hmm. on building mm-hmm. displays and I think that'll be perfect because that is definitely a place where we can show fresh foliages and hardy fresh flowers but then and she can bring in some of the more delicate flowers as a paper mm-hmm. and show how you can incorporate the two together and how they'll photograph great. And then they'll be long lasting that way. So that is something I'm very excited for too. Yeah. So the, my role in this particular workshop, I'm not going to be showing any paper flowers how to. I'm going to be showing how to do a large insulation, which I, I've done quite a number of them. And so I think that one avenue that's a little bit different from other fresh flower workshop is like you do see arches and you do see all these really fun, unique insulations that needs water source. So we want to talk about what happens when you have very little water source or no water source. How do you go about implementing and how do you create a really out-of-the-box display. So I'll be bringing a whole bunch of paper flowers down to Los Angeles and we're going to be creating something really unique and fun. And so I can't wait to see how everyone puts that together. What I'm thinking too, so this workshop is like geared more professional. Do you like the one that you did with Rachel from Trill Flora? Because to me, that one could be open to even more people. That was, I believe you said it was like one afternoon. It seemed to have like a real party theme to it. You show them how to make a paper flower. Rachel shows them how to incorporate Incorporated into a smaller, fresh design. I think starting with something like that makes perfect sense. It's a great way to work with another florist. It's a great way to let a larger audience, people who maybe are just into crafting or doing fun things at home or like small parties, that'd be a great way to just have a really nice experience for people mm-hmm. on an afternoon. Whereas what we're doing, this is a three-day workshop. It's for people who want to add more to maybe an established business or they're going into business. So there's definitely different levels of classes and workshops. And I really like what you guys did. I think it would just be really fun for a lot of people to start with that or even like bridal showers or something. You could have themes like that where you would do a little bit of the crafts of the paper and then basically you get to do two different projects at a party. That's really fun. I think the really key part, if you want to do something like that, is keep it short 
short, condensed, make it yeah. super easy and fun. So we were trying to target market for girls night out or yeah. couples at fun date night. Because I'm getting a lot more when my clients approach me, they're really crafty, hands-on. And I wanted to target market those specific clients, but they also wanted to have a fun night of having small bites to eat, champagne. And also when you do add alcohol to the element, you want to make sure that the paper flower that you're doing is easy or you do most yeah. heavy work. You make sure that dark <laughs> objects are not around. <laughs> Don't want to have any accidents. But so we all had all the petals pre-cut. So the really fun oh, part okay. The craft, I think, is the coloring aspect of it. And so, and I think that was, everyone had a wonderful time. And then to, to have that break, clear everything up, and then setting up the vases and all the all the beautiful fresh flowers and foliages and incorporating that in was just a really fun element. And it just ended the night in a very fun note where everyone's like, look at all my paper flowers. You can't even really tell that there's a paper flower in all that arrangement. So that was really, really fun. I was wondering how you did that all in three hours. That explains it. You had pre-cut and yes. set out things. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we definitely did. We, we did all the hard workout and just yeah. the, the fun element. But then, you know, our price point reflected that too. So you want to make sure when you do something, a workshop like this, you're really reflecting all that behind the scene labor costs. Cool. Anything else that we need to talk about? So speaking of workshop, I know you have plenty of workshops planned for the fall. Can you tell us what type of workshops that you have planned in the next coming month? Oh, sure. In October, I have two workshops coming up. The first one is with Francois. Weeks, who is a wonderful botanical artist out of Portland, Oregon. She's coming up here to Seattle and our friend Miles Johnson from Fiori will also be there. It's a three-day workshop and Francoise, if you've watched her work before, she's extremely artistic, super detailed, very interesting work, tons of mechanics, mechanics that really apply to anybody who wants to learn more how to build bases. She will be here and that will take place in Seattle at the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market. And then the second workshop is the one that we were talking about earlier, the one Quinn and I will be going to Los Angeles to the studio of Carolyn Tram. And we have a three-day wedding intensive workshop there that has bouquets and centerpieces and large installations. We're going to use paper paper flowers, fresh flowers, and we have Caroline there to photograph it all. So those are the two big workshops coming up right here in the fall. Awesome. And then so she also has an international one. We can talk about that too. I believe there's only one seat left. So if you guys want to go to Tuscany, this is going to be the most amazing workshop ever. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So May 2020, I have my first international. Well, okay. I did do a one class in Canada. So that is international as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just drive across the border. It's not too far from my house, but, <laughs> but this will be the first one in Europe. And it is in Tuscany at a villa that is four centuries old. I am dying to go see it myself. And it's going to be four days. And in addition to floral arranging, we're going to have wine tasting, pasta making, antiquing, you name it. We're going to enjoy all of that. So down to the very last spot available for that trip. So amazing. I <laughs> wish I was available to go to that. I know. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Oh, did we tell you? Jesse's pregnant. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. She was actually pregnant at the masterclass, but she had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> But yes, yeah. So this is our workshop, essentially our workshop before 
the baby comes and then we'll see what happens next next year. Mm-hmm. So, But thank you, Alicia, for sharing all of your experience and letting us pick your brain about how to partner with a florist. Because as paper florists, we have our head down, we're making paper flowers. And sometimes we don't think really about how to coordinate with other people in the wedding industry to better help our clients. So it's been great being able to talk to you about all of this stuff over the last half hour. Thank you so much for having me on too. Like I say, before I met Quinn, I didn't even know anything about paper flowers. And when I first met her and she talked about it, I was like, what what do you do? What is that? So again, I would just tell everybody out there listening, be patient, talk about it, share your craft. And all of a sudden, it's going to start clicking with more and more fresh floors that you guys, what you can offer. So great advice. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. 